obedience, 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 obedience is a cornerstone of our faith in God. Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for, it assures about what we do not see. Being obedient requires faith in God. Without faith, it is impossible to walk with God. Obedience. Obedience. Obey God. Hey y'all, it's Shantavia and Ashley, and this is Obedience Podcast. So we'd like to welcome you guys to the last part of our preparation series. Um, if you haven't watched episode three, you know the drill. Go ahead and back and listen to part three. Mm-hmm. Um, so we discussed being good stewards over our time and being t- having time management. Um, procrastination, help us, Lord. Um, the consequences of such and also the results of being overwhelmed. So after overcoming the procrastination, um, so let's evaluate the rewards of our prepared works. Yes. So in the last episode, we learned about the three men who were loaned money. So we want to remember that one of the servants got five bags of gold. The other got two, and then the last man only got one. So in this part of the episode, we're going to learn what each one of those guys did with what they were given. So I'm going to start by reading um, 25, 19 through 21. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. So I circle in my Bible, you have been faithful with a few things, and I will put you in charge of many things. And that just goes back to what we said before, like if the Lord sees what you do with a hundred dollars as far as giving, he's going to automatically know what you'll do with a hundred thousand dollars, you know? So we see here in the story, what the guy did with the um, gold that he was given, he was responsible, took it out and sold it and bought five more. So now we have 10 silver coins. Now he increased his master's um, profit. So that led me to thinking about, you know, us being faithful, remaining faithful to what God has given us. So I wanted to ask you guys, how have you maintained your faith during hard times? Lots and lots of prayer (laughs) and just staying on your face before God. Um, Like even like doing the hard times shows that you, you know, your faith is truly genuine. Like if you, if you can go through a hard time and then go to God, strength um that's that says that your faith is truly genuine and that you really trust him and even in those times you know his strength is made perfect you know in our weakness his strength is made perfect and i have you know of course through scripture through prayer but i was just thinking of like even some practical things um you know when you get overwhelmed i like to you know take a little trip to the beach or something like that but, you know, every day you just can't go to the beach. Um, taking a walk, you know, having like a God walk, just kind of clear your mind of things just to take in nature. I like doing that. Um, you know, talk to your therapist if you have a therapist or 
a loved one or just talk to somebody and kind of vent, you know, to relieve that stress. Um, and just praying in faith, praying in faith. I know I said prayer before. Um, and just like recently, I had to pray this prayer. Um, and ultimately, in all of the times, I just have to pray, you know, look, God, I don't know what the future is. I don't know, you know, what you're doing totally. I may not understand it, but even if I don't know, or it doesn't feel like, you know, things are going great, I trust you even in the times. So, and just completely give it to him. So, that was for me. That goes back to um, the Tasha Cobb song that we talked about in our quarantine episode. Um, you know, at the end of the song where she says, you know, you won't let me down. You won't let me fall. So I give it to you. I don't know what's going on right now, but I know that it's all going to work out for my good because you're going to make sure everything is good for me if I'm, you know, and I don't even have to remain faithful to you. That's just how good you are. I can be out here. I don't want to say what I could be doing, but, you know, just doing whatever I want to do and you still will be faithful, you know? So, like, for me, I'm, I feel just, just like what Ashley said, uh, prayer. Um, I feel like I had to, you know, you have to be intentional about it and intentional about staying grounded in church because it's easy to become consumed with whatever it is that you're doing and kind of put that on the back burner and, and just kind of forget. And you look around and you're like, man, when's the last time I've been to church? I know when I was in school, Granny would always... When I talk to her, she's like, have you been to church? You need to, you need to find your church home up there. You need to find your church home. I'm like, okay, granny, okay. But no, it was true. And, and during those hard times, that, that's something that I always uh, could fall back on. And um, I also always had to remind myself that whatever situation I was in, it didn't, I wasn't there by happenstance. It was where I was supposed to be. And I always had to remind myself that, um, whenever I'm in a difficult situation and it seemed impossible, everything still got done. So that's, that's most of the time, anytime I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm like, okay, it's fine because I've been here before. I've done this before and I felt stressed. And at the end of the day, everything got done. So that's, that's pretty much I self-talk. I, I talk myself up every time. I'm like, okay, whatever. I've, I've done this before. I'm going to be fine. That's good. Well, you know, I wanted to um, share another story time, um, but it's it's something that I have been wanting to share on the podcast. Um, but y'all all know is out here, and you know she's snatching everybody's wigs. I want to share an experience that you know I had personally with COVID, um, and how I really had to just lean on my faith in that whole situation so my aunt actually tested positive for and you know how they say the virus how it does like nobody really knows the symptoms right they're all over the place and literally what she had like from her symptoms it sounded like a sinus infection um so you know that's what we were thinking you know she just has a sinus infection it's fine it's fine and my little cousin actually was graduating that day 
and we had planned to have a graduation party for her. And, you know, she still felt bad and she hadn't got her results back. But, you know, in our opinion, it was, it was a sinus infection. So everything is going to go on as planned. And so she went to the um, graduation. Me and my mama, we went to the graduation. We sat right, right there by her. Um, you know, at the graduation, we did have to wear masks. So she had her mask on. Her son and her daughter rode with her to the car, in the car to graduation. After graduation, they came to my house and took pictures with my grandma, um, took pictures with us. And then we proceeded to have a graduation party. And, you know, my aunt, she was still feeling bad, but it was, she was able to, you know, still come. And at one point she was like, okay, I'm going to go home just so I can lay down. I still don't feel good. But actually my grandma was like, you know, I'd rather you be here than at home by yourself. And so she stayed and she just like laid on the couch. And then probably, probably like an hour and 30 minutes into the party, you know, um, she got her results back. And when I tell you, we, we're guilty, we're a guilty family. Um, we were one of those families who had the gatherings and literally most of my immediate family was at this gathering and she tested positive, you know, and immediately it just, you had this experience where you kind of like, okay, everybody was here. Um, so everybody came in contact with this virus. You know, this is a real thing. Now, we knew it was real before, but it's like super real now because it's affecting all of us. And then you're worried about her because you're like, you, you've heard all the horror stories, you know? And then um, my aunt was there. She already has a lung disease. Um, and just thinking about, okay, what if she got it? Then, you know, my grandma was there. People over 60, not supposed to be there. It was just like so much, you know? And um, I really had to like lean into my faith in that moment because I was really close to having another panic attack. Y'all probably know. I got anxiety. Um, so I was real close to leaning into that panic attack, but I just had to take hold of it and just lean into my faith, you know, and without my faith, I wouldn't have been able to get to that moment because, um, you know, you have to wait to get tested. You have to do your three days after you come in contact with it, then get tested to even see if possible, you know, if possible, if you contracted the virus. Um, and then you have to wait like your 14 days to see if you have any symptoms. And so that was just a lot of time. And doing that, it really increased my faith because that's all I could depend on. You know, nobody could say you're positive, you're okay. Nobody could tell me that within those date ranges. So all I had to depend on was my faith, you know? And I just remember to try and fight from me actually being, going into that panic attack. I had to just go back to my room and just pray by myself. And after that prayer, I had a peace over my body. You know, I still was worried, but I just, I knew I wasn't going to have a panic attack or anything like that. And, and I know this is just God because like they say, the virus is so easily spread. And like I said, all of my immediate family was there and each and every single one of us tested negative for the virus once we were all able to get tested. And it's just the fact that you know, all of us came into contact with it. You know, it really strengthened my faith because it made me 
actually see what God can do. You know, mm -hmm. he covered each and every single one of us. And he also covered my aunt because she went through it, but she didn't have to go to the hospital once. You know, mm -hmm. she had breathing issues, but they weren't as bad where she had to go and, you know, get admitted to the hospital. And so it helped me with my faith extremely and showed me, you know, when I can depend on him at all times. And, you know, I just wanted to share that because that was a moment where I truly had to depend on my faith because I had nothing else to depend on. And I want to add to that a little bit, but um, for your, for those of you who don't know, Shay and I are first cousins. So when, when they got the news, you know, I didn't know I'm out of town. So when I got the news, when, when she got the news, I didn't know. So I called her, you know, we FaceTime a lot. So I called and I'm just talking and I'm like, she looking like, like she saw a ghost. I'm like, I'm just talking and she like being weird. I'm like, what's wrong with you? And so she like, nothing. <laughs> and I know her. So I'm like, she lying. I don't know what's, I don't know what happened, but she's lying. So I think we ended up getting off the phone and I think I texted her. And then she texted me and she, she told me that uh, our aunt tested positive. And I'm like, oh, okay. So the reason why I'm saying this is because I actually want to speak to her growth, the growth in her faith, because we actually had another situation where someone close to us tested positive and her reaction to it was night and day. Um, once this person got their results, they tested positive. She it wasn't the same. She didn't look like she saw a ghost. Immediately, she was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't, I'm not really worried about it. And I just wanted to speak, speak on that because that's something that I saw the difference in between the two incidents. Yeah, that is very true. Just because, like I said, like, I saw what he can do personally. Like, nobody can tell me what he can't do. Like, we... If we're going based off of what they say, everybody there should got their um, should test positive. Because at one point, all of us didn't have a mask on. All of us were in contact. Um, so it was just kind of like he covered us, you know. And at that point, like if I get it, he he's gonna cover me. If I, you know, if I come in ca contact with it, he's gonna cover me. Who knows how many times I've been in contact with it, you know? So it's just kind of like, like I said, you just have to depend on the faith that you have because that's pretty much all you can pretty much base it on, you know? Not saying I'm going to go out there and just like lick everything. And <laughs> 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 you know, when you have experiences where it's out of your control, that's all you can lean on, really. Yeah. That is so true. And I, I, I wanted to um, share, because, you know, like when everything was going on with my aunt, um, it was it was a bunch of sleepless nights. Um, and I know at one point it was like my fifth time waking up that night. And I was just like, God, just, just show me it's going to be okay. You know, and I went back to sleep and then I woke up and I had like the Bible app notification on my phone. And this is literally the... Um, scripture that was on my phone when I woke up and I screenshot it as soon as I saw it but this was the um the verse so it's Isaiah 41 and 13 it says 
For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. And I just felt like that was confirmation from him just to be okay. And I remember literally, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be okay. I remember, I think we had a recording that time. I just like dug myself into the podcast, just working on it because I was just like, that's all I can do right now. And it made everything so much better. But yeah, that's enough. So Matthew 23, 22 to 23 reads, the servant who had received two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I have earned two more. The master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money so I hid it in the earth. Look, here's your money back. But the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvest crops I didn't plant and gather crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, take the money from the servant and give it to the one who, with the 10 bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given and they will have an abundance. But from, from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant into outer darkness. Oh, Lord where there will be weeping and gashing of teeth. Oh, Lord. So, <laughs> so from reading that, the rest of that parable, you know, we see where the servant that didn't invest that crop, that one crop, you know, they didn't use what they were given to the best of their abilities. And, you know, they just put it back in the earth. And the servant was just like, I mean, the master was like, you could at least put it in the bank and he would have got something from it. But you see that he was punished because he didn't use what he has, what he had wisely. Mm -hmm. Um, So it just pretty much raises a question. Like, was there ever a time that you were blessed with something and you ruined the blessing? Um, I don't think I've necessarily been blessed with something and ruined the blessing. Um, thank God. <laughs> but what I can say is God did wait until he knew. Well, what I'll say is um, God is very sovereign, as y'all know. Um, and so I didn't get the vision of the podcast until I could process it and it would actually build, you know. Um, if he would have gave me the vision of the podcast anytime sooner, it definitely would have been extremely forgotten about because that was the last thing on my mind. Um, I know prior to me actually getting sick, I don't think, I think it had been probably six months since I had been to church. So what would it look like if he, to give me a vision and I'm, I'm on Bourbon Street on Sunday morning, you know? So, <laughs> um, 
I definitely think that um, he did wait until I could mentally and emotionally and spiritually handle the podcast. Um, so I will say that once God saw like how consistent I was in how determined I was to get into his word without anybody else holding me accountable. That's when he laid it on my heart to create the podcast because he knew what I could handle, you know? Um, so I definitely believe in God will see what you do with a little to decide if he wants to give you even more. So, yeah. I'm, I'm like with Shay though, like I, I can't think of a time that I've ruined a blessing, but I would call it like a procrastination of time. Um, and it kind of brings up the point of like we brought up in another episode part of where, you know, Dr. Passivee was like, you know, if there's a time that, you know, God had told you to do something, go back to that time. And I was just like, oh, shoot, I did forget to do that. You know, I, I get, but I just ain't do it. Um, but in that prayer time and just go ahead and do what he had told me to do, even in that, in that time, then, well, after that time, I was able to, you know, get a, a more of a connection with God. And also I saw the increase in my life. Like I was able to, you know, he was able to give me more and to trust me with more. Um, and even like, even in my studying, I was able to grow through my studying and like the study tips and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I will use that in an example, as an example. That is definitely true what you said, Ashley, because like, for instance, like if I'm doing something I know I'm supposed to be doing, or I'm not, well, what I'll say is if I'm doing something that I know that I'm not supposed to be doing, then I will guilt trip myself into like not reading my Bible. And then, you know, when you don't read your Bible, you don't, you don't, I don't get anything from him, you know? And then I can't think of content for us. And then, you know, it's just kind of like a, like a, um, domino effect. Yeah. Like a domino effect. Yeah. I can't, I feel like I would need more time for this question. I can't think of a specific time where, I was, I ruined my lesson. I have nothing. That's good. Like, none of us have ever, like, ruined a car, you know, where our car got taken from us or our <laughs> apartment. I mean, because some people have. Some people have definitely taken. If you guys have ruined a blessing, comment down below and let us know. But... I want to go ahead and move into um, something that I thought of when I was reading the parable um, about the guy who only got one silver coin. So it meant, I was like, why didn't this guy go out and try? You know, he just automatically buried what he was giving. He didn't even try. So I was like, why didn't he try? And that's um, in 20, 25, 24. Um, where it says, then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. 
So he tells me he was afraid. He let fear get into his way of actually trying to do something with what he was given. So um, I wanted to share an experience that I let fear get into my way of, you know, where I could be at. And it goes back to what Casey said earlier to where he said, I wrote it down because I liked it. He said, making you behind on your purpose. So my story talks about, we're going to go back to my college days and we're going to talk about my second major, my second and fourth major. So as I told y'all my timeline, um, I did TV and film and I loved it. And y'all probably know that because I like to film and I like to edit. And that was the reason why I chose it. Um, cause biology was my first major. And I was like, you know, I want to do something with in my life that I enjoy and make money from. So I was like, I'm gonna do TV and film. And I loved doing that, but it was one in one of my classes. They talked about how most of the jobs were in California. And I was like, Oh, who's in the mood of California? Not me. Um, I need to find something more stable because I don't have time to go all the way across the country away from what I know. And I literally, that probably that next day changed my major to social work because in my mind, that was more stable. I could find jobs on Indeed at that time with, you know, social work and I went and changed it. Um, so that was definitely a time that I let fear get in my way because I was fearful to move so far away and be so far away. And I let it get in my way of doing something that I could have loved. I'm I'm doing my purpose now, but who knows? I may have been able to do it quicker with um, having a job on a TV show and been able to, you know, I could have pitched Obedience Podcast as a TV show by now. But, you know, everything works for a reason. But that was a time that I let fear get into play. So what about you guys? Have you ever, like, had moments where you let fear get in your way? Yeah, um, I I kind of discovered this in therapy. Like it wasn't, it was the fear of failing to be successful. Like I know, I, I know it doesn't make sense. You know, fear doesn't make sense. Whatever. Um, but it was for me. It was just like I know that I had to fail at some things to, in order to be successful. And I. And I took that in and I thought about it. Okay, even in those failing moments, it doesn't have to be 100% failure. Um, I think you can also have some success in failing and take, but the success comes from when you're taking those moments and you're learning from those moments. So, and I always like have like a what if spirit, like, oh my gosh, what if this happens? And what if this happens? And I always overthink myself, well, always overthink. And I was just like, dang, that means I don't have any faith in it. And the root cause of it, it was like me not really praying for it. Like I was trying to do things out of my own will and my own self and not really trusting God. Um, but before that, I mean, and that was before the time of that, uh, the study with me video from Matthew 6 and 33. So if you haven't watched, go ahead and go, go, go ahead and go back and watch that. So. You better plug that video. Plug it in, plug it in. So for me, 
I don't have an instance where I feel like fear got in the way of me being successful. I mean, I'm still pretty young, so it's still time. <laughs> but um, I would say it could have. Um, like when I was younger, when I was in high school, I, when, when deciding what career I wanted to pursue, I always knew I wanted to pursue something in the medical field. However, there would be times where I would think, oh no, I can't do that. It's going to take too long. Um, you know, you know, the time constraint, I feel like we do that. We do that a lot. We look at how far something is away and we say, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. So I would look at stuff and say, hmm, that's going to take eight years, 12 years, 10 years. I'm going to be this old by the time I finish. But um, as I got older, I feel like I learned that um, regardless, that time is going to pass by. And you don't have to look at it to where you're always looking forward to say, this is where I'm going to be. You have to focus on where you are at that time. And you still can enjoy life and have experiences while you're going through all of that. So even though you're in eight years of school or whatever, it's not like that time of your life is going to be a big black box and you're not going to be doing anything. Um, you still can go places. You still can have fun. So it's not like you're missing out on life because at the end of the day, I'm still going to, I just turned 30 like a couple of days ago. You're still going to turn 30, whether you're working at Walmart, whether you're work, wherever you work, wherever you're working or whether you're in school, whatever you're doing, you still, that time is still going to pass. So, you may as well do something that you're going to enjoy and not limit yourself based off of the perceived time restriction that you think you have. Because I was, I still, I have two kids. I was able to have one of my kids while I was in school. I was able to still do all the things that I needed to do, all the things that I wanted to do. So I think that just came with time. And so I always try to tell uh, kids that's graduated from high my school with that like don't think about that like before you know it that time's gonna fly by and you're not gonna even you know you're not gonna even realize it so don't don't look at the time when you're trying to determine what you want to do with your life that's good because i mean i've been struggling with that myself a lot of people especially with women it's like your life doesn't start until you start a family and mm -hmm. You know, as you're getting older, you're like, okay, this is this is taking longer than I thought it was gonna take. Um, we're very close to thirty. Um, can we get this show on the road? But um, I I can't say that I'm doing it. I have to work on it. But just knowing that life has to go on, whether that happens or not. And so don't think of it as, oh, my life hasn't started yet. You know, that part of your life hasn't started yet, but your life has started. You have other parts in life. So you have to make your own babies. You know, the podcast is my baby. <laughs> and I think that's important. That that was actually one of the ways I overcame it. It was I figured out exactly what it was I wanted to do. And once I did that, it's like, okay, well, I want to do this. And this is the time it's going to take. So that's what I'm going to do. So once you, that kind of helped me focus and get things in, into perspective because I had a goal and this is how I'm going to meet it. So when all that other stuff kind of just, because went out of my head. I feel like I had that conversation with you multiple times, Shay, trying to say like, okay, don't worry about how, because you say, oh, 
that's too long. That's too much school. It's like, no. I, I even have that conversation with my uh, assistants to this day. I've gotten, I've talked two of them into going back to school for uh, dental hygiene because I'm always telling them, look, the time is going to go by. Just just do it. And I'm happy that two of them decided that that's what they're going to do. Look at you moving people into better lives. <laughs> so we also post this question on our Facebook page. Remember that you guys can follow us on Facebook at Obedience Pod. And you can also find us on all of our other social medias, which should be on the screen right now at Obedience Podcast. And if you have any prayer requests, you may send those to obediencepodcast at gmail.com. I think I covered everything. But if you do follow us on Facebook, every now and again, we will ask questions to interact with you guys. And we ask the question, have you ever let fear get in the way of you being successful? So I want to read some comments that we have. So Zoe Elizabeth Dinkins says, lots of faith in pushing myself. Had to constantly remind myself that it is possible and that I can do it. Silence the voice of naysayers. Raquel Steele Embry says, I used to, but not anymore. It's natural to fear something you don't understand. Now I believe in it's either going to work or not. If it doesn't, there is a lesson to be learned on it. And if it does, I push you to do my very best. I truly believe fear and faith can't exist in the same space it's a good demetria coleman friend of the show if you haven't checked out friendship series um be sure to click that card right up there but she said i did well i used to i had to start telling myself that i'm not only stopping me i'm stopping others from hearing a story that may help them if i don't do what it takes to be successful i'm letting my future kids down my future husband etc that's good. Stopping others. And then last, Miss K. Jordan says, I have, but it took just stepping out on faith for me to prevail. Me launching my business three years ago was one of the scariest things I've done, but I knew it was from God and for a purpose that I do this. I don't regret it at all. I still have a little fear at times, but I say a prayer and trust God and move forward. Perfect. I want to thank you all for commenting. Everyone commented something great. And we really appreciate you guys giving us feedback. All right. So now, before we wrap up this series, we did want to give you guys some tips on time management um, because we've talked so much about it. But how do you make sure you're good at time management? So you ladies have any tips to share with the viewers? Give yourself some grace. Give yourself the downtime that we talked about. It's not... You have to give yourself some downtime. We talked about we were all type A people when it comes to work. But, you know, we, we do deserve the downtime and just to unwind and relax sometimes. So I think that's one important tip. Of course, checklists is always a good thing. Make lists. Check the things off your list. And that's a good way to stay organized and stay on task. Um, also, we talked a lot about fear. Um, don't think that fear is a bad thing. Um, just don't let it cripple you because that fear just means that you're dreaming big and they say if your dream doesn't scare you, that it's not big enough. So know that fear is normal. You just have to do whatever it takes to overcome that because on the other side is something greater. 
Yeah. They said whenever you're getting ready ready to grow, you're gonna have some type of fear. And some people in their life, they're like, I'm I'm feeling real stagnant because I don't feel fearful of anything. I'm getting comfortable. Do you ever really want to get comfortable in life? Do you ever want to stop growing? Ask yourself that. If you let fear get in your way, you're gonna stop growing at some point in your life. So that is good. Um, I do have a couple. Um, so the first one I have is I mentioned this before. Just don't overwhelm yourself. Um, I am very guilty of overwhelming myself, and I talked about that um, when I mentioned about the blog. But only have enough. Well, only accept enough responsibility or enough tasks that you know that you can take um learn how to say no i'm still working on that so um create some peace in your life like i told y'all i make sure i try to keep my room clean every sunday because if you don't you get kind of overwhelmed it's easy to get overwhelmed and it's easy to like let your time get away from you um you're already living in chaos so you're gonna let the things you have to do be chaotic um and then the last thing that I have down is routines um establish a routine so therefore you already have like this set standard of procedures that you already take that allows you to be good on time like for instance I know at work one of my um supervisors she talked about how she does block scheduling and you know whatever is within those blocks may change but she already has a time slotted for each individual thing and that really helped me with work it was like okay from eight to nine i'm gonna work on answering these emails so therefore i start my day with 30 emails you know by the end of the day with my job you could go up to 60 but you know if i spend an hour in the morning handling these um 30 emails i'm not starting my day with 30 emails you know um, so create routines and that's something that I'm still working on too. That's why it was kind of hard for me to give you guys tips because I feel like time management is definitely something that I'm struggling with. Not, um, not doing the work. It's just managing the work. Um, and what I mean by that is I will stay up to 12 o'clock working on the podcast. I know last night I was working on business cards at one o'clock in the morning. I need to work on cutting off my uh, I guess creativity or productivity because I have a hard time. You know, if, if I'm in it, if I'm zoned in it, I'm going to keep working on it. And and because I'm type A. Because if I go to sleep, I'm going to dream about it or I'm mm-hmm. gonna thinking about it. So I just need to get a handle on sticking to my routine. Because I've created routines. I just have a hard time sticking to it. You know, like I'm type A even at work. It's like it may be nine o'clock, but I still got 10 more emails. I want to finish those 10 emails, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I think that's a part of being a creative, though, Shay. I think sometimes it's hard when you are creative to stick to those routines because you have to, when the idea comes, you have to put it down. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? If you were to go to sleep, you may forget. So, I think just like Ashley said, you have to be a little lenient with yourself when it comes to certain things because you are creative and you have to make, you know, make the best use of your time. And if you're feeling creative in that moment, that's when you have to do it. So yeah, that's true. You got to be flexible with your uh, schedule as well. I just can't do it every single night. 
Because I got no. a nine to five job. It, balance. It's all about balance. <laughs> That's another thing, too. Another tip could be, um, especially with moms, you have to. I think I found myself being a little bit more um, organized with my kids because you have to make use of all your time. Um, even one tip for mothers would be to wake up earlier and use that time when they're asleep in order to get a few things done. So as your life changes, you kind of have to tweak um, how you're organizing things. I definitely think routines would be very vital whenever I become a mother because I just like... I know how important like that personal time is and y'all need to be to bed by eight o'clock because I don't go to sleep till 11. So that's a bunch of time by myself. <laughs> right. I mean, it seems like a bunch, but <laughs> and it's over. But yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to have a routine like y'all said, because like even when, you know, like Danita said, things change and things shift, like especially with motherhood, like, even if you still have that routine, then you can kind of tweak some things in that routine to, like, you know, have time slides for, okay, this is your bedtime. This is, the, you know, my time for myself or if you're in school or whatever. So even if you start off with a routine before motherhood or before things change or different events change in your life, then that gives you, I think, a, a better foundation, I guess. I think we gave them some good tips. I think you should put that in a list format and put it put it on the screen. Oh, yeah. I'll definitely put that on the screen for you guys. Y'all screenshot it, write it down, whatever you need to do. <laughs> but yeah, Ashley, you wanna add anything? No, I think we did a great job at covering the separation series and we showed them how to prepare and how to execute, how to incubate and everything else. All right, it's all up to you guys now, you know. Do mm -hmm. um, you want to add anything, Jamila? I know I don't have anything unless you have, you know, if you have specific questions, put them in the comments, Shell, let me know because I'm horrible at Facebook and then I'll try to <laughs> We really wanted Jamila on an episode because she was very driven. Like, um, if you guys don't know, she is a dentist. And, you know, it, it takes a long time to become a dentist. And she had to get a lot of um, time management skills, a lot of preparation skills. So we thought that she would be um, a great addition to this series to help you guys out. So if there's anybody out there that's going through a similar experience or anybody that's wanting to go get their master's or their, um, or anything, any other professional school, just feel free to reach out. I'm sure she can give you guys tips. You, you saw her that she was being Ayala and helping her um, dental work. <laughs> so, I mean, she can encourage you guys, so definitely reach out to us so we can get her the information so she can respond back to you guys. But, um, Jamila, we do want to thank you for coming on. We know this is not something that you just would naturally do, so we really do appreciate that. Thank you for having me. You, you already know that, you know, I this is not what I necessarily like to do. Just, you know, I like one-on-one, -on -one, but, yeah. you know, this is fine. It actually wasn't bad at all, and it's, it was fine. Everybody always says that. <laughs> you know, everybody. 
Um, but I, I have been blessed myself through this series. Um, I want to thank our first guest, Christina Kidd, for coming up with this series. Um, it has really helped me out. Even though, you know, I'm part of the people giving y'all guys tips. It has really helped me out. Um, so I want to thank you again, Christina, um, for coming on and sharing everything with us. Um, but during this series, we gave you guys two parables to apply to your life. We gave you the parable of the 10 bridesmaids, which showed you guys why you should prepare. And then through that, we gave you tips on how to prepare. And we talked about preparation in detail. And then from there, we did the parable of the small money and, you know, why we can't waste our time with what we prepare for. So I think both of those parables are definitely vital in everyone's life, no matter what stage you are in your life, to take those two parables and apply it to your life. So, you know, when you're going through something where you have to prepare or have time management, definitely go back and watch all four parts of this series. In the first one, we talked about how you prepare. Um, in the second one, we talked about that incubation phase. Um, the third one, we talked about how to actually execute what you incubated. And then in this fourth one, we talked about evaluation, evaluating what you've done and what you have and evaluating yourself like Ashley mentioned. So thank you guys so much for tuning into all four parts of this series. It has been a wonderful experience and um, we hope that it blessed you as much as it blessed us. You want to add anything, Ashley? Girl, you did a good job in doing it uh... <laughs> yeah since Ashley doesn't have anything we'll go ahead and go and you guys be sure to like comment and subscribe definitely subscribe if you are new here um comment down below like we said and share this video to show us that you care um and what else do I want to add oh look forward to our um next episode we're gonna be giving you guys the trailer for our next series which we are very excited about um be sure to comment on that one and tell us how excited you are about it but as always be obedient we'll see you guys next time